0: Welcome to The Purse Podcast. My name is Jana Holistova and we are changing the conversation for women about money and investing. I'm super excited about my guest today, David Heyman. David is a campaigner, policy specialist and strategy professional with over a decade's experience in the international development and climate sectors. David was the first employee at award-winning campaign Make My Money Matter and now leads on the organisation's public campaigning efforts, mobilising citizens across the UK to use their banks and their pensions to help tackle the climate crisis. Previously, David was at the One Campaign where he worked directly for the co-founder as a special advisor on global strategy and campaigns. Prior to this, David spent three years working in India, supporting a range of foundations, philanthropists, and charitable initiatives, including leading the expansion of Skull Award-winning NGO Educate Girls. Now, in this podcast interview, David talks to us about Make My Money Matter, the fact that our banks and pensions put money into industries like fossil fuels, tobacco, and arms. What can we do to make our pensions green? And how can we become more active in calling out these non-green businesses and also hold them to account? I hope you enjoy this podcast interview as much as I did. Please note that this podcast interview is for informational purposes only. We do not provide investment advice. Well, David, welcome to the show it's great to have you on today before we get into it though can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey to where you are today
1: well thank you very much for having me it's a pleasure to be here so i'm david Heyman. i'm the campaign director at make my money matter and we're a campaign which was set up about four years ago to help people realize the power and impact of their money in fighting climate change when most people think about climate change, they think about the food they eat, the clothes they wear, how they travel, the brands they associate with, but very few people think about the impact and power of their money and the pensions, bank accounts, and savings in tackling the world. So we're a campaign which raises awareness and drives action on money. And my journey to here was, well, I've got a background predominantly in international development work. So working in overseas health, education, poverty alleviation work. Previous to this organization, I worked at the One Campaign, a big campaigning and advocacy group, which helps tackle poverty and preventable disease in Africa. Before that, I spent three years living and working in India in girls' education. Before that, I worked in the UK in the Prince's Trust, soon to be the King's Trust, the organization set up by the then Prince of Wales to help address youth unemployment and education issues in the UK, and I've done a bit of consulting work as well. So kind of a background predominantly in education, health, poverty alleviation, but I've spent the last four years working very passionately and intently on uh, issues related to climate change.
0: That's amazing and and such a fascinating background, David. So I wonder whether you can tell us a little bit more about Make My Money Matter as an organisation. How did it come about and what's the purpose of the organisation?
1: Sure. So we launched about four years ago and we were co founded by Richard Curtis, the filmmaker, UN SDG advocate, um, founder of Comic Relief, all around brilliant creative talent, who's done a lot of work on, again, social issues, international development work, global poverty. And himself and, and a group of other people about four years ago were thinking about how to move away from billions and into trillions, investments going towards the issues and opportunities and businesses which will help tackle the climate crisis and address issues of social development around the world. And a kind of realization that that money wasn't going to come from individuals or charities, it wasn't going to come from governments, even that we really needed to mobilize much more money coming from the private sector, from big financial institutions, to help tackle some of the biggest challenges we were facing. So there was kind of this desire to mobilize much more capital to help tackle climate change. In parallel, there was a growing awareness that we were seeing people across the UK, across the world, thinking much more thoughtfully and considerately about what we could all do to make a difference. People eating less meat, changing their travel patterns, thinking about the organizations they work for, taking lots of everyday steps, recycling their clothes, upcycling. But like I said earlier, a real disconnect between people's consideration of money, particularly pensions as a vehicle for impact. Most people consider their pensions scary, static, inert, sat in a bank vault in Switzerland, somewhere slowly accruing interest. And if they're lucky in 50 years time, they'll be able to draw down and have some money for a happy retirement. But the reality is the money in our pensions isn't sat in a bank vault somewhere. It's actually invested in companies all around us for better and for worse. There's a lack of awareness about this factor, lack of awareness about where our money's going and the impact it's having. And this leads to kind of accidental hypocrisies or contradictions between our lifestyle choices and the impact of that money so you've got doctors who invested in tobacco you've got vegans invested in the meat industry and you've got climate campaigners who invested in the very fossil fuel companies they're campaigning against all through their money so our campaign was set up to kind of address this issue to help people understand the impact and power of their money and help empower them to take more positive steps to align that money with their values and hopefully have a big impact in the world around them
0: This is so, so important. And more and more of us care about sustainability, which is probably an understatement, right, in the the environment. And increasingly, I think through organizations like yours, David, we are thinking about how our money is invested, especially when you talk to female investors. I mean, that's not to say that male investors are not interested in this, but women do think a lot about ESG and sustainability when it comes to their money. They do think about the impact of that. So, Why do you think there's more of a focus on this? And why now and we are going to talk shortly about practically how we can make this a reality to make sure that our money does actually align with our goals and our values.
1: I think people are increasingly conscious of the climate emergency we're facing. And so I think people are looking at all of their tools in their toolbox to think about what we can do to have a big impact. And like I said, I think there's been some good movement on certain areas and whether that's meat or travel or consumption, but there's been a fairly poor and limited understanding of money to date. And so I think campaigns like ours and other brilliant organisations out there are really trying to shine a light on the fact that our money has impact and that given it's our money, We should have more voice and choice over where that money goes i think the interesting thing about pensions is that the entire purpose is set up to help protect for your future but right now given the way they're being invested they're actively undermining that future if you're a 21 year old entering the workforce for the first time you're unlikely to be drawing down your pension for another 45 50 years what kind of world is the money in that pension building right now what kind of future is it creating for you The reality is that it's invested in ways which are actively jeopardizing and undermining that future. And I think people are starting to see that contradiction, the contradiction between this idea of protecting one's future while at the same time actively jeopardizing it. And I think that's really energizing people. Beyond that, there's an increase in desire across society on many different areas for more transparency over the products we engage with, the services we use, the organizations we work for. I think people are keen to look under the bonnet of where they get their groceries from, what their organization they work for really gets up to, how it, the impact their car really does have on the environment. And now I think this is turning to money to people are looking under the bonnet of where their pensions are going, what their bank account is doing with their money, where their investments are held. And so I think this desire for more transparency and accountability, which is cuts across many different areas is now also starting to impact money too.
0: Why do we know so little about where our money goes or how our money is invested, especially when it comes to pensions?
1: I think to start from, we're at a pretty low base in terms of financial literacy in the UK. I think the education provision on all aspects of finance, from what's a checkbook and how does that work, to how do you use internet banking, to what is the impact or what is the purpose of my pension to how do I set up a bank account for the first time, I think there's general poor financial literacy in the UK, and I think that gets people off to a bad start. Mm -hmm. My first interaction with a bank was a big bank came into my school when I was 11 years old. They gave us all footballs and got us signed up to their current account. 20 years later, I was still with them without realizing the fact or associating the fact that they were Europe's largest fossil fuel funder. And so for 20 years, I'd been putting my money into that bank having a good positive relationship with that bank without realizing actually what they were doing behind my back and mm. i was therefore able to move my bank account after that to a bank which didn't finance the fossil fuel industry and has a positive impact in the world but i never even thought to consider that my bank account might be having a positive or negative impact so i think it's poor literacy i think when it comes to pensions particularly I was just talking about how they're set up and designed for the future. That's great because they're meant to build a good future for you, but also they're very easy to kind of outsource to a future you. A future David can think about pensions right now It's not a priority for me. It's something that's going to happen in 40 years, 50 years time. So why do I need to worry about it? I think pensions have an inbuilt detachment because they're all about the future and it feels like a long way away. There's also a challenge around communications about pensions. It's not a particularly sexy topic. It's not something people want to talk about. And the pension providers I think could do a much better job in explaining how they work, what's the purpose, where your money's going and the impact it's having. And I think that would really build that engagement. But so there's a combination of, I think, low levels of financial literacy. I think Mm. there's stigmatism around pensions in general. And then I think there's a problem about the fact that pensions are such long-term vehicles and that leads to a, a detachment.
0: And also back to your point about transparency, and I'm guessing with technology, increasingly, we will be able to have, you know, be easier for customers to have access to information around your pension and and where exactly your money's going. And I know some of that is available, right? It depends which provider you signed up to, but that will also form an important part. Your organization's produced quite a lot of interesting reports. I read some fascinating stats, also quite shocking, David. You're saying our, our banks and pension funds financially support almost every sector. Lots of them put money into industries like fossil fuels, tobacco, and arms. I wonder whether you can share some more of the stats that you have from your reports, which are really detailed. And I do encourage listeners to have a read of them. They're on your website.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think what, what's been really important for our campaign. We try and engage and mobilize and excite people about the power of their pensions. But a core part of that is helping people understand the kind of scale of pension investments to start with and why they're so important. So a couple of stats for you. The first is that there's three trillion pounds in UK pensions right now. That's not private capital. That's money, which belongs to each and every one of us. This is our money. And if you think about what kind of impact that could have, if we aligned it with our values our expectations and our hopes for the world the potential was huge so this is extraordinary large pot of money which belongs to all of us so I think that's really important to understand I think next is the kind of size and scale of the emissions associated with the pensions industry we did a piece of research which found that UK pension investment finance 330 million tons of carbon every year That's a huge number, difficult to get your head around, but for equivalence, that's the same as all of the emissions produced by everyone in the UK each year. So our pensions are doubling our carbon footprint, essentially, and so huge impacts because of where that 3 trillion pounds is being invested. And then to get a bit more specific, we did a report last year, which found that about 88 billion pounds of UK pension money goes towards the fossil fuel industry directly. That works out about 3,000 pounds per pension each and every one of us financing companies like Shell or BP through our pensions, often without realizing it, often invested in companies and in ways which are actively contributing to a a damaging future for us all. So I think there's a lot of really interesting information about pensions, which when you start to probe and dig into it, isn't always positive. But I think the more positive spin is the potential, the potential of what that money could be doing if it was redirected away from some of the companies driving climate change and towards those which are having a positive impact and just last year in november time we did a report with the phoenix group one of the uk's largest pension schemes which showed that there's up to 1 trillion pounds of investments which could be made from our pensions into climate solutions and nature positive investments over the next decade or so were the pensions industry to start really kind of mobilizing on this agenda were government to be able to support it and were members of the public people listening here able to say to their pension schemes, you know what, I'd much rather my money be invested in the cleaner, greener companies of the future who are actively going to be tackling climate change than those who are driving it right now.
0: Absolutely. David, some would argue though that that a lot of these fossil fuel companies are investing heavily in sustainability and are becoming more green, like Shell. You mentioned Shell there. They'd argue that without these businesses, we simply cannot complete the transition to green. Is that true? What, what's your take on that?
1: No, it's, it's a really good question it's a question we get asked a lot. I'd put two more facts and stats which I think really help illuminate this. Right now, across the fossil fuel industry, these companies like Shell and BP and Exxon, on average, are putting about 5% of their capex, their capital expenditure, the money they're investing, into renewables. The 95% is going into the fossil fuel industry and maintaining their oil and gas and coal businesses. So if you just look at where they're putting their money right now, yes, they're investing a portion of it, but it's a minor, minor fragment of their kind of overall expenditure and their money. So they're not transitioning right now. There's a potential they could, yes, but right now the evidence says they're not. And second, do we need them again? Yes, you'd rather have these companies using their skills and their expertise and their infrastructure to build renewable energy, but right now, The exact inverse of the stat I just used, 95% of all the renewable energy capacity in the world is coming not from the fossil fuel industry. It's coming from renewable businesses, solar panel producers, wind turbine manufacturers, this is where the majority of the energy is coming from, the clean energy, and this is where it will continue to grow from. So yes, again, it would be better if the fossil fuel industry was joining that 95%. But right now what we're seeing is they're not critical to that. Well, businesses which are critical are the ones who are doing this stuff right now, who are solely focused on the transition.
0: Why do you think it's so difficult for these companies to make the shift?
1: I think it requires long-term planning, thinking, and big infrastructural changes to how you run a business. And these are huge behemoth organisations, and I think it's a complicated transition. I wouldn't in any way suggest that just simply switching from a oil and gas business to a renewable business is a simple thing you can do in two years and happen overnight and make the same money and there's no one impacted. So I can understand why they're not transitioning. It's hugely complicated. It will be short-term expensive and challenging for them to do that. But I think long-term the rewards are really going to be significant because we know that in 20 years time, the energy mix of oil, coal, and gas will be minimal compared to what it is now. So companies need to be thinking about the future and what are going to be the energy opportunities then. And we think there'll be renewables, not oil, coal and gas like they are right now.
0: And so, David, how does your organisation campaign to change that and make it easier for people to do something about it? I'm genuinely interested in this. I'm conscious of the fact that I need to look at my pensions much more carefully and make sure I redirect my pension money into green investments. That does align with my values and my goals. I mean, how can it be easier for people to do something about this? What can they do to make their pensions more green?
1: So we work in three main ways. The first is the public awareness raising, storytelling and campaigning to get this issue into public consciousness. I really want when people sit around the dinner table and they think about what they can do to have an impact in the world that where their money is invested is number one in their to-do list of how they can have a positive impact on the world. And so we try and raise awareness. We try and change the conversation about money and climate change. We do that through producing reports, through creative content. We've put out a short advert with Olivia Coleman last month, again, which kind of highlights the links between the fossil fuel industry and pensions. We do events, we do talks, we do social media campaigns, all to try and raise awareness. We then work with businesses, NGOs, universities, any organization who wants to green their company pension scheme because as much as an individual may want to take action on their money, oftentimes it's their business or their employer who manages their pension scheme. So we try and get all organizations, big and small, to think about integrating their pensions into their climate commitments. 95% of the FTSE 100 biggest companies in the UK have got a sustainability plan. Lots of them are brilliant, but only five of those plans mention pensions. This despite Gosh. the fact they're investing billions and billions and billions through their pensions every year. So we try and get organizations to take action on their company money and their company pensions too, because that's a bigger potential for change. And then third is we work with the industry. So we go to the pensions industry and the pensions providers, and we show them look, people care about this your clients care, your customers demand more, culture around money is changing, and you need to change how you invest at scale. And that's how we can affect the change in terms of the 3 trillion that we talked about earlier on. So we work really closely with the pensions industry, trying to highlight good progress, and also showcase bad and encourage action from across the board. And so what individuals can do, I mean, I think there's a couple of things. Firstly, you can look at whether your pension provider offers a more sustainable or ethical pension offering. Some do, and some it's very easy to switch within. So you can go on, you may be in the start in the default, and they may have a climate tilted fund, or an ethical fund or an ESG fund. And you can review that, see if that's something you want and kind of move there. If you don't have that option, you can speak to your employer and encourage them to think about getting a more sustainable green pension offering for your organization as a whole. And again, I think that can have real impact because you can open up green pensions to your colleagues and friends as well. And so I'd speak to your employer about it. And you can also contact your pension scheme and ask them to take action on this agenda, we've got a really simple action tool on our website where you select your pension provider, you get a pre-populated message and you just click a button and it will go to them saying, I care about these issues and I want you to change and I want you to change at scale. So. You can look at your own personal pensions or your bank account for that matter. You can also advocate for change as well.
0: Fantastic. How can we become more active in calling out these non-green businesses and essentially to, to hold them to account?
1: That's a big part of our work right now. So when we started, we were pushing for net zero targets, climate commitments from the UK pensions industry. And fairly early on within our campaign, I'd say within about 18 months, we'd had 30 or 40 of the leading UK pension schemes, making net zero targets, committing to take action on climate. But I think as as you know, and many people listening will know, these are just commitments and these are just words. And what really matters, particularly now is front loaded, urgent action. And so what we do as an organization now is try and really track progress, track the quality of those commitments see who's leading and who's falling behind and shine a spotlight Kind of give information, give data to pension holders so they can see how their pension's performing or not. And in fact, in about three weeks time, we're going to be putting out a kind of annual ranking of the top 20 UK pension schemes on climate action. So how are they doing on deforestation? How are they doing on nature? How are they doing in climate solutions? How are they doing on fossil fuels? And we'll be ranking the leading UK providers, trying to give a bit of that accountability and transparency so all customers or members in the UK can have a skim, see where their scheme sits. And if they're not happy, either move or advocate for change.
0: I think that is so important. It's shining a light on the progress that's being made, right? So you have these pension providers Saying that they're committed to change, but then tracking that commitment, making sure they follow through and it being highly visible to customers everywhere is super important. I can see why that's going to be very effective, David.
1: We hope so. Yeah, we hope so.
0: So coming up to the final question, really, you've shared so much, David, in terms of what your organization does, the great work that you do, how not just individuals, but organizations, businesses can become involved. Do you have any final thoughts to share for folks who get really fired up by the interview today and really want to make sure that their pensions are green?
1: Well, I think firstly, just to really familiarise yourself and emphasise the kind of size and scale of the opportunity we're talking about right now. As I mentioned, there's three trillion in UK pensions. It's an extraordinary amount of money. That money belongs to each and every one of us. And I think simply by asking the question... Where's that money going and what kind of impact is it having? Ask yourself that Mm -hmm. question. If you don't know, then I think there's an issue there. And I think if you don't know, then I think it's time to ask your pension scheme. And if they don't know, then I think it's really, really time that we all start putting pressure on those organizations to change, to change how they're investing our money so it's having better impact, to change how they're communicating this so we can all see where our money's going and change how we're able to express our opinions on these issues because right now people are not as enfranchised as we'd like them to be about their money so there's a really huge opportunity here it's a really exciting opportunity and I think campaigns hopefully like ours show that actually you can drive change in this area when we started like I said not a single pension scheme had committed to net zero targets that's about a hundred now We've seen organisations acting on deforestation. We've seen organisations scaling up their investments in climate solutions. We've seen organisations just this week threaten to vote against some of the biggest fossil fuel companies because their policies on climate change are not sufficient. And the more people who are engaged in this, the more people who are showing they care about where their money's going, who are contacting their pension schemes, who are talking about this to friends and family and colleagues and employers. Then the more we can change the kind of culture around our money and the more we can shift that three trillion. So it may seem like a, a small step right now, but the impact and potential of it really is extraordinary.
0: Thank you so much, David. If listeners want to find you, connect with you online and also Make My Money Matter, um, how can they do that?
1: So you can visit our website, first of all, which is www.makemymoneymatter.co.uk, where you can find that information about your pension schemes take action there and like i said find out information about your bank account too because that's one area i definitely encourage people to think about uk high street banks are significant investors in the fossil fuel industry there are cleaner greener alternatives out there as well and you can make sure that your banking choices matter too so go to our website look at pensions look at banking take action and also feel free to get in touch with me my email is david at make my money dot uk if you're interested in taking action you want your organization to green their schemes or you want to find out more
0: that's wonderful david thank you so much
1: thank you it's been great
0: thank you for joining me today if you would like to connect with me you can find me online at join the purse or you can subscribe to our newsletter join the until next time goodbye